Hi, I'm Beth and I'm going to be reading from Job 11 verses 1 to 20. Then Zophar the Namathite replied, Are all these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Will your idle talk reduce men to silence? Will no one rebuke you when you mock? You say to God, my beliefs are flawless and I am pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God would speak, that he would open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom has two sides. Know this, God has even forgotten some of your sin. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens, what can you do? They are deeper than the depths of the grave, what can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in a prison and convenes a court, who can oppose him? Surely he recognises deceitful men, and when he sees evil, does he not take note? But a witless man can no more become wise than a wild donkey's colt can be born a man. Yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then you will lift up your face without shame. You will stand firm and without fear you will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as waters gone by. Life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid. And many will court your favour, but the eyes of the wicked will fail and escape will elude them. Their hope will become a dying gasp. Thank you, Beth, for that reading of God's word and may God's name be blessed from the public reading of his words. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this morning. And um, it's my privilege um, to share with you a few thoughts from God's word. And um, as you are aware, we've been uh, going through a difficult book. To, to comprehend a difficult book to, to swallow. But um, I whenever I was preparing for this, I thought that um, it was um, quite timely for where we're going through with our challenges and the suffering and all the inconvenience that we're facing. And we haven't got um, the answers. So um, before we continue, we pray that God will um, plant his word in our hearts and we are going to give fruit as a result so lord thank you for this time that we have to ponder to think and to let your word teach us we pray lord that you are going to bring it to us with clarity and through your spirit you're not going just to 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 reveal to us but you're going to give us the willpower so we may honor and continue to live for you we bless your name lord for your word we're thankful that we've got your scriptures in in a language that we understand and we comprehend so lord i pray that today you're going to help me to expand your scriptures and you're going to help all of us lord with open hearts to let your word give us life we need you lord so speak to us we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Very shortly, I'll be um, sharing a screen. Uh, but um, as, as you know, uh, Job is, is a book from the Old Testament. And it's, it's part of the wisdom literature. 
and we're going to develop a little bit that theme when we talk about Job as a character itself. We've not gone there yet, and that's quite intentional because I'm I'm trying to work out the the, the story and and bring it to you in a different way. But um, it will be good for us to to have a picture of what is going on in the book. So my next slide really is going to encompass a little bit of the structure of the book and where we are and how, how we're going to continue with uh, the series um, on the book of Job. So, um, oh, sorry. There we are. So um, it's, it's divided in different parts. And we, we, we see that, you know, there is an element there that um, there is a prologue and um, something really tough happens to Job. There, he loses his children. He, he is in sore pain. And the Bible says that Job is an upright and righteous man. And um, he does not know why this has happened to him. And then um, he laments before God. And then his friends come to, to show his, their, to show to him their wisdom. And we've got at least 24 chapters of this dialogue that happens between um, Job and his friends. And there are three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. And uh, there are three cycles of dialogue. So um, Eliphaz comes in the scene, then Job responds, then Bildad um, comes into the scene, then Job responds, then Zophar comes into the scene, and and Job responds. And this happens three times, apart from Zophar, who, who is only showing up twice, and we're going to be thinking of, of Zophar today. But one thing that is very interesting is that in their approach, they they try to they try to to uh, with their wisdom, they they want to to make sure that uh, they understand. Uh, well, they want to make sure that Job uh, understands where they stand with uh, their understanding of why this has happened to Job. So um, the dialogue is quite intense, and um, they they are careless, they are useless in their comfort, and um, they're really not showing any any good signs of 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 being good friends. And then we've got Job twenty eight, where is a whole chapter dedicated to wisdom and then job's second lament in chapter 29 to 31 and then there is a full friend who comes on the on the scene and um, there is this interaction again with elihu and then god shows up and then um the last chapter of uh, the book of job chapter 42 is where job's life um, is restored and uh, there, there, it's it's an amazing book. It's full on really, but um, we we're, we're taking it with each um, each Sunday. We've been talking about um, friends, and then in the coming weeks we're going to be thinking a little bit about Job, and then about um, Elihu, and then God God's revelation in uh, where Job. Job is and what's happening. So, um, as I said, it's part of the wisdom literature. And 
like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, like there are two other wisdom literature books, they are trying to give us um, a taste of the quest to understand the complexities of God's creation and how can we live in this world skillfully and and blessedly uh, within that order. Um, one of the commentators says that uh, wisdom literature will frequently focus on why speech is something that provides healing to others. And we see that in Proverbs 10, 12, 13, 14, 15. But the book of Job seems to be exploring the same theme by giving us so many bad examples. So if, if, if Proverbs gives us good examples, we see with Job's friends bad examples of wisdom. And they are the opposite of the wise speech. They are the opposite of speeches that bring healing and life. And um, this is such a good lesson for us to learn. Uh, because we there, there is a warning here, an implied warning, that even when we speak with people who are suffering or going through difficult times, yes, we can be biblical and plausible, but also we can so easily deeply wound someone of whom God thinks very highly. And this is the reason why I wanted for us to, to stop a little bit and learn from Job. Because in our attempt at trying to make sense of what's going on with COVID, what's going on with the pandemic, I just wonder whether we, 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 we're too obsessed with trying to find an answer that lose sight of what God is doing. And as I said earlier on that it's very clear that in those 23, 24 chapters, um, it's, it's a pattern of behavior of the friends. Today, we're going to be thinking of Zopha, and Zopha falls under the same category. Um, they all start with one week of silence and saying nothing, and they mourn for him, and they're really sad, and then they start talking. Their understanding of God and the subtle misinterpretation of their perception of what Job has done wrong and what he needs to do in order to get back to where he was. And they've got it all sorted for him. They totally misunderstood what is going on in the heavenly realm. They've totally misunderstood Job's situation. And he has to plead with them in the sense that saying that I have not done anything wrong. In the first session when we talked about Eliphaz, I said that he was a useless comforter. And um, he was sharp. Um, he was unhelpful. Last week I said he was so crass, Bildad was so crass that he was really not only useless, but he, he was really careless in his approach. It's not that Zophar is, is going to, to be any, any better. 
you know, Zofa has got this, uh, again, understanding that you've got a solution. You need to devote your heart to God and put away your sin. Your sin is your pride. That's what happens in the second cycle um, of the dialogue that he has. And God has judged you as a wicked. So, so they've got they've got a really pattern of doing things. So first of all, they they state what is wrong um, with Job. In the second cycle, they talk a little bit about the the um, state of the wicked. And as I said, with Zophar, he he does not enter the third cycle of a dialogue with uh, with Job. They all start with silence and then they all have got uh, something to say. And whatever they're saying to Job is really unhelpful, is really unhelpful because actually they've got really a, a, a very limited understanding of what has been going on in, in, real, in, in, in the real heavenly um, realm. Um, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about during the pandemic is that um, it's been very clear in some areas of our lives that the pandemic has brought into surface what our idols are. And I think there is there is some truth in that. But in, in our Christian circles, in church, we always talk about idols. And it is good that we, we address them. And it is good that we check our hearts. But I just wonder if there is something bigger going on in my heart. I just wonder if there is something bigger that is going on in my inclination, in my temptation. And I just wonder if I can identify with... Eliphaz with Bildad and Zophar in the way that perhaps during this pandemic and during this difficult time, I have put God in the same rank as other gods. I think one, one thing that is it's, it's really, really obvious here is that that they they are trying they're trying really hard that um want to help job to appease a god who is angry and in their minds undoubtedly and justifiably so in order that he might be restored to favor and prosperity so they, they all share this common goal. They all agree on the strategy of how to achieve it. I mean, this is, this is an ancient world approach to appeasement. Appeasing a god, the little gods of what's going on. And as I said earlier on, perhaps I am inclined to do that. And again, as, as, as I've said, as I've said over and over again, that's why I do come back to the question of how big is my God? Because if it's the same, if he's in the same rank as other gods of the world, 
is he is he if he is in the same rank as other you know makings of 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 people around me then of course i'm going to view the suffering and inconvenience that is happening to me in a very limited obscure way and this is a calling for me as much as it is an encouragement for you and i i want to to be realistic about this because again we're going through some difficult difficult times and i for no reason or for no uh, intention of mine do i want to be in the same place where Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar were with their approach to Job's situation. Yes, it is good that we have a high view of who God is um, towards sin, towards um, holy living, towards godliness. Yes, there is that. But also, I think that sometimes I compromise my idea my understanding of who god is and i actually really compromise it in a way that it's overlooking of who god is and overlooking of his purpose for us last monday we were praying as elders for for you as a church family and um, I was asked what I was thinking and what I was praying during this time of the pandemic. And my prayer is seriously that we do not lose sight of God's purpose of our lives as individuals before God, as children of God, but also that we don't lose sight of our purpose as God's people, given to serve, to be light and salt for such times as this. And I just pray that we do not overlook of who overlook who God is and what he can do by putting him on the same scale, putting him on the same rank with other gods. So I wanted to finish with a passage of um, New Testament because I, I, I want us to for, for Job to be pointing us to Christ and his suffering, to be pointing us to Christ and his deliverance of our suffering. And this morning I thought of sharing with you a passage from Romans, again, that goes back to that idea that actually God is wise and no one has understood his wisdom. And although we haven't got the answers, although we don't know what is going on, we continue to be in that awe of him and we continue to long to be God knowers rather than God talkers. So I want to finish with a note of worship from Romans um, chapter 11 verses 33 to 35. I'll leave that on the screen a little bit for us to be uh, thinking about um, before I read it. And I'm going to finish there.
Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how instructable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counsellor? Who has given him a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, Lord, we come to you. We come to you with our questions. We come to you with our pain. We come to you with our frustration and suffering. And Lord, in your wisdom, continue to do that work in us that you began the day that we embraced Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and will bring it to completion in the day that we see you face to face. Lord, we want to know the answers. We want to have the answers, even from this pandemic. And yet we fail. We fail to understand. We fail to comprehend. We haven't got a clue, Lord. But I pray that as we pursue for more answers and um, pursue to quench our, our curiosity, our Lord, I pray that we do not lose sight of who you are. That our trust is going to grow because you are a God who is full of wisdom and knowledge. You are a rich God. So we look to you, Lord. We look to you. And we pray that in our attempts to comfort and to bless and to, to be around those people who are going through difficult times, Lord, would you grant us the wisdom not to be like Eliphaz, Bildad, or Zophar, but grant us the wisdom that we can be Jesus to each and every one of those people that you put into our path. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.